0: With the 14th pick in the
1: 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters,
2: Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert sure. Williams
1: III, Jimmy Ojale, uh, Brad
3: Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Hunter. Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker,
0: from the University
1: of oh, zero blank, zero blank NBA Welcome back to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA. I'm here with uh Sam again and then we got a special guest today, Joe Murray. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe?
3: Joe Murray, ninety eight <laughs> five the sports hub. And the uh a hater sometimes of the Celtics. Uh,
1: Yeah. Rough week for the Celtics. Uh, You want to tell us a little bit about that next game and your thoughts on the whole situation this week?
3: I think the trade deadline, the fact that they didn't make a move was evident this week. You can say, Oh, it's no big deal that they didn't make a trade, but they haven't made a trade at the deadline to acquire a player since Isaiah Thomas. How many years ago was that? And, I don't know the way you continue to look at it. Their bench players might have gotten a win against the Cavs the other night, but that's not going to beat Milwaukee. It's not going to beat Toronto, and I'll tell you right now, it won't beat them. It won't be Miami either. But the fact that you give up 51 points in the fourth quarter when you had a 21 point lead at home is absolutely unacceptable. That's on Brad Stevens. The fact that you don't have a strong bench, that's on Danny Ainge. And I don't know. I, I know a lot of guys didn't play, and some guys didn't make the trip to Cleveland. But the more I look at this team, they they have so much potential. But at the same time, they don't have stars, and that's why you lost by one point at home to the Rockets. And, you know, the Brooklyn didn't have any stars either. But the fact you lost players, you got to close that game out at home. And to me, that's on Brad Stevens. And I don't know how you guys feel about that, but so many people protect Brad. Brad's a great coach. But in big situations, what's he ever done? Nothing. He's never done anything.
2: I mean, yeah, I I guess you could say that. I mean, I think, I think he's to be um, credited with a little bit of success of the 2018 team that won without Hayward and Kyrie and the Tatum's rookie year. And they made a bit of a run, but even then, like you could argue that they, they really should have won that series against Cleveland. So you could pin that on him a little bit if you want. And you know, as far as trades go, I personally, am, I'm I'm always afraid of trades because, like, I always think it's it somebody's going to get fleeced, and I worry that's going to be the Celtics. Like you have no, to see, I see, I disagree
3: with you. Danny Ainge doesn't make a trade unless he wins the trade, right? Mm-hmm. When, you're you're when right about that for sure. You know, like even the Kyrie deal, like they got Kyrie Irving out. Of it. You make that deal ten times out of ten, you know?
2: Right, especially when you look like. At what happened to the guys that they did give up, like Isaiah, really never was able to get back to that level, or even find a niche on another team after they traded him. And Crowder didn't fit in Cleveland either. So, like, they certainly won that trade. If you just take, you know, Celtics versus Cavs straight up, of course
3: they won. Uh, Andre Zizic, right? Remember, he's the next guy, dude. That's right.
2: We saw him yesterday.
3: Yep. Uh, Sam, you were people actually... were hyped
2: for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really, I, it's kind of weird. Sam, you were at the Nets game, weren't you? You want to tell us oh, a little bit about brutal. the uh, the atmosphere there? At Absolutely
2: brutal. And it, it was awful because like they were up so much in the fourth. And like you say, like 51 points in the fourth, like that's unheard of. And like the funny thing is is like it's not even like the scoring that was bad. They still put up 34 wow. fourth quarter points. Like that's still a big quarter offensively, but 51 points is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I my friend I went with my friend and he was asking me like He's like, I hope they. When are they going to put Gino on? I was like, you can't put Gino on yet. The game's not over. <laughs> then they ended up losing. Like, you can't have Gino on and then lose. Yeah. It's awful.
3: So, what are you guys? Th- what are you guys' thoughts on the uh, on the Celtics in general here without you know Gordon Hayward's working his way back, Kemba Walker? I think Jalen Brown will be fine, but I mean, wh- how do you feel like they they work these injuries out going forward?
1: I think it's it's definitely tough. We see all over Twitter, at least I do, the Hospital Celtics and as like comical as it as it is at this point, like at some point I'm just sick of it. Like there's so many injuries. I feel like we're the most injury plagued team in the entire league. Maybe the Pacers, the Pacers are pretty injury prone, but just like <laughs> like out again, out again, like and the most ironic part was we're so healthy and then 2 days later half of our team is just out. The only, like, upside I can think of, really, is that I guess, like, we saw last night with Semi Ogilvy, it gives different guys chances to prove themselves and prove their worth. Like, I think Semi just solidified himself as a pretty good (laughs) rotation guy for us going forward, but that doesn't mean that I don't, I want that at the expense of Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown. At, At some point, like, you say Brad Stevens doesn't get held accountable. Like, what about the training staff? Like, I know you can't, Deal with injuries, but like the nagging ones, like Cantor's hip injury, like he's not the same he was. Kemba's knee, too. Exactly. So at some point, like someone's got to put the blame on them, right?
2: Yeah. As far as managing the injuries, like I feel like you were going to see a lot of rotation and rest similar to like the Clippers, but probably a little bit of load management, especially with Kemba and maybe even Jalen Brown with the hamstring because they're going to give him at least a week before he plays again, even though like a couple years ago he was able to come back on that injury pretty fast, but they don't want to risk anything, of course. And then, like, it's funny, like, you mentioned Semi. Like, even he had, like, a scare last night. He got hit in the nuts. And, like, we didn't know that at first. And he was, like, on the ground for a while. So, I was like, man, he's finally having a good game. And he gets Two guys hit. took
3: nut shots last night. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Marcus well, well, always gets just... hit in the nuts. So, so I wanted to bring up Marcus Mart for a second here because, sure. you know, I, I thought he was called out by Brad Stevens for winning plays. Um, I thought – there was another foul last night where it was just unacceptable. Um, you know, when you when you have a three-point lead and it's, there's two po- point two seconds left in the game, you have to win. You have right. to win that game. Uh, I think Smart's a nice piece to the team, right? But as a starter, he can do it. It's just not his role. Maybe him coming off the bench makes that bench much better, but – He needs to be a smarter player. And for a guy that was drafted number six overall years ago, has he lived up to expectations? Not by any means. But is he a winning player who can make big plays for you? Absolutely. But I think times like these, you realize he needs to be a smarter player. He needs to be a better player. He's still not that guy, and he's been in the league for how many years now?
2: Yeah, like um, the foul against the Nets, I mean – I I didn't really get the TV replays because I was, I was there up in the balcony. But, like, first, like, he shouldn't really have been in the vicinity of Levert there, especially with Williams and Tice both right on him. But it didn't look like a foul. But, like, obviously, like, if there's three people and, like, he gets smothered like that, they're going to call it. And it wasn't really smart to be there. And then he had the foul on Kevin Love yesterday, which was similar. And That was bad. Yeah. So, it, it's funny, though, because we had seen him playing – fairly like mature and it's like uh they talked about it on Toucher and rich this morning with Danny. Like they asked, like if they felt like he was regressing a bit and like, he said, no, like he still feels like he's grown, but he's, he's uh you never like fully grow out of that, I guess, like th- with the temper thing when he got upset with the officials after the game on Tuesday. Um, But as far as like him, not living up to expectations, I don't, particularly know like i i've said this on this podcast like i think he's like a very rare kind of player like you don't see players that are that um prominent on the defensive end making winning plays and stuff i feel like that's super valuable what do you think about that
3: i i think i think it's super valuable guys but here's the deal right and I hate, I hate to like bring reality to Celtics fans. <laughs> I, we're, I just, we're the worst I, with it though. We, yeah.
2: we, we, we are big homers, all of us. So, so
3: and, and listen, you know, like you guys listen to the sports hub and I'll be honest with you. I work at the sports hub. It's some of the worst basketball talk that I hear because, you know, these, these, <laughs> it, it's because and, and, and the reason why is these guys don't watch college basketball. They don't watch the development of these guys. They only watch the finals, you know. They only see LeBron James out there. They only see Kawhi Leonard out there. And but at the same time, why waste your time if the NBA is only going to win because of stars? Like the NBA, you're not going to win because of the coach you have. Like Nick Nurse won the championship last year. Nick Nurse to me is not a great. He's a good coach, right? He's a good coach. But he's. Not I'm a not great, like Doc overly Rivers.
2: impressed with him either. now, yeah,
3: yeah. But Doc Rivers is a great coach, right? You put a big three together, boom, you can win you a championship. And now he has this great roster that's been, you know, that's in LA. But, like, you know, who's the coaching out for the Lakers? Is it Vogel? Is it Kid? I don't even know. So, you know, when it comes to the NBA, it, it really is about star players. And in back to back weeks, or they've lost to Houston, who has two good players, two star players. They right. lost both times on the road and at home. And, and granted, it took a Jalen Brown shot at the end to force it into overtime. The NBA is all about stars. So, you know, you can say the word green teamer. You can say the word homer. I I just think that people in Boston overrate Brad Stevens a little bit too much. He's a great coach. He really is. Like, he could go back to college right now. Any team you want, he'll have him in the top five. He can go to any program he wants and have that team in the top five. But realistically, the Celtics are a bunch of talent and a bunch of assets that probably won't get by Toronto or Milwaukee, and that's the truth. And they need to change the way that they play and finish games because what they did the other night against the Nets, that's unacceptable. and getting a win against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers means nothing. So I'm interested to see how they bounce back after a couple of injuries against the jazz this week. But overall we need to be realistic. You're not going to beat Giannis. There's nobody on the team that can cover Giannis. And if you get into the finals, are you going to stop LeBron with the officials or are you even going to beat the, the LA uh, Clippers? So, to me that's what we need to be realistic about here
1: the the nba is just a league of stars if you don't have star talent you don't win games and that's the sad reality of it look at the raptors they have demar derozan who's a decent nba player he doesn't have the three ball which hurts his game in today's era but they were a good team they always made the conference finals but they couldn't get over the hump you add a generational talent or a superstar in this league in this league right now boom title they like it the fact that people give credit to nick nurse at all like you said like he's a good coach but that had nothing to do with him like maybe like oh yeah they pulled out the box and won against the warriors the warriors were down two superstars meanwhile you have Kawhi leonard the terminator over here hitting every shot he takes including one over a sobbing joel Embiid. like that's just it's just the reality of the league and as sad as it is like you said like i'll put my homerism aside for a moment Jason Tatum is just getting to superstar level now. Kemba, I wouldn't call Kemba a superstar. He's a star point guard. I don't but think he's not, so, yeah. He's not a superstar.
2: He's kind of close, too. Yeah. But, like, he's not He's not there. And
1: then then you got Jalen Brown, who's a great player. I don't know who, if he'll ever be at the superstar level. Tatum's, uh, like, grasping the cusp of right now. But, it, like, it's just we're missing a couple pieces. And, like you said, if we made a tr- couple trade to land moves, maybe that would help us significantly right now. You know, like... Closing games, hitting free throws which Tatum can't do all of a sudden. Like it's just it sucks that it's a star league, but teams with LeBron and Anthony Davis or Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are always gonna win the finals.
2: One one thing uh, yeah, about and, ahead, that, Yeah, no, you go. Okay. So one thing about Brad is like I personally feel like he is really good at getting the best out of the guys he has, as mm-hmm. far as like uh like, for example, I think um, Aaron Baines was a good example. He was able to help Baines become a better player. How about Brad him. Wanamaker? Hmm. I like. That's a tough one. I, like I mean, Brad I feel is. like he's been he's been all right. He hasn't been great, especially lately. But well, he does have
3: stretches. We'll, well go back. I mean, Jordan Crawford, if you remember him, he made him a star. Look what he did to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Evan Turner, right? These guys. out yeah. and well, they get Jay Crowder. You got. I mean, Daniel down The list of. And Tice is a guy that the Tice Celtics like for a while. Yeah. So yeah. like this, is, I think that's more of a Danny Ainge thing. Okay, um, Tice, a... they've been on him for a while, and you know, I still think Tice is a is a third center in the league uh, on a team. Um, you know, that that that's my opinion. But maybe he's starting to develop into a guy that could be a that could be a starter. You know, um, mm-hmm. I like what he's done. And one thing that the Celtics have done of late, guys, is they've they've run this uh, zone defense. And I think it's because of Cantor's injury. Um, but what they do is they go, you know, they go four across mm-hmm. at the top of the key and then one guy down low. And because they're so long, you know, Jason Tatum's so long and Brown so long. And, you know, they, at the top of these guys, they, they can't get by them because they play such good defense. So they're jacking up threes. And that's what happened in, in uh, Utah last week. That's what happened when they went three and one on that West Coast trip. So, that's something that could really help them when they need to get a blow because right now, when it comes down to it, Giannis is going to be driving to that hole. And Daniel Tice isn't going to be the guy getting that call. <laughs> I hate to say this to you guys. I'm a guy who like you know, I like to look at the betting lines and I like to look at referees. And they don't have a star on that team that gets calls. And Giannis is that guy. You know, Harden is that guy. Look at all these guys. And, and we could rave about Jason Tatum all we want. And, and really, it's, it's actually – it's unbelievable because Jason Tatum's doing this without going to the free throw line. So like imagine if he could actually get to the free throw line, he might yeah. put up 40 points a game. Well, there have oh, been games yeah. where he's been
2: like he he has he's been getting better at getting to the line. And I think that's one of the things that that's making him improve this quickly. He's starting to go to the basket and he's starting to actually finish instead of missing all the layups he takes. So maybe he might become a uh, like one to draw fouls, like the superstars. Yeah. Not yet, of course. I mean, he's,
3: he's still but. nineteen years old, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right? He's,
1: still, <laughs> yeah he's still nineteen. Uh, he's got to make him when he gets there, though. What's what's up with this missing free throws thing? Why, why is that new? Why is that a part of his game now? I don't get that.
3: That's what I mean. Yeah, and, and you know, guys like Rajon Rondo early in their career. That's that's what, <laughs> one of the things they feared. Marcus Smart, for that for that matter. Um, was another guy. We mentioned Brad Watermaker. I didn't realize he led the league in in free throw percentage. Um, Right. Which is very interesting. But, you know, Paul Pierce, that's what made him great, right? Guy wanted the ball late. And and Jason Kidd, say what you want about him, who's a poor free throw shooter. Towards the end of his career, guy wanted to get the line, started shooting threes. I think Tatum's going to be just fine, guys. But right now, this is a great team, and you hope because of the coach and what they have that they can – beat the odds the problem is is that the the Bucks can put out both Lopez brothers Giannis and two scrubs they're gonna get the calls and they're probably gonna beat the Celtics uh
1: Giannis is just another a different animal man I don't like and the worst part about it is I don't think I can hate him like whenever you see interviews like he seems like a nice guy like LeBron I can hate I can hate LeBron I could like I can hate all these superstars that run rampage over the NBA. Like, I hated Durant. I could hate Durant. LeBron on the Heat, hated. Giannis, nice dude from Greece. Grew up with nothing. Like, amazing story. Great basketball player. Like, it sucks that I can't hate him because I want to hate him so bad, but
3: I just... Yeah, and if you look at the standings right now, you know, Milwaukee's (laughs) going to beat up on Orlando. And then (laughs) Toronto will take care of Brooklyn. And then Boston gets Philadelphia or the Pacers. And, you know, Boston versus Philly, I... boston should win that but philly's got the talent you know mm. um and i'll bet you those guys get the calls i, I don't know what's going to happen with um simmons you know I don't, uh, do we assume
1: he comes back i would assume i i would hope so at least but you never know with yeah that team. so
3: you know if it's boston philly round one and then you got to go milwaukee round two you're done you're you're done and, and it's kind of like another wasted year so to me that's why i, I get on Danny daniel's for not making a move <laughs> I get, I get why he doesn't. Right? The, yeah. They're at. Why give up assets now for for a team that probably can't win now? Yeah, he just doesn't want to say it. I
1: think another thing with the Celtics is that they're so unique. Like I saw a stat earlier this year. I think it was during the Suns game when Marcus Smart turned into Steph Curry. When it showed that. The Celtics are the least experienced team in the league. And that's a big deal, especially come playoff time. But the thing is with the Celtics, like, you have the Lakers, the Bucks, and the uh, Clippers, for example. All their, like, 10th, 11th, 12th guys are, like, Marvin Williams, Jared Dudley, um, and then Clippers. God, I don't know. Past Lou Williams. They just scare me. But, like, they're all these... Yeah,
3: and you got Jimmy Ogilvy Yeah.
1: And
3: who? You so know? it's tough.
1: But the difference is... green? I think so, is... They're so much younger. The Celtics are so much younger. And they have, in my opinion, a much wider window for winning a championship than the Lakers with the ageless LeBron. But he's still 35 and Kawhi Leonard. And, like, as much as I want to win now as a Celtics fan, I have to recognize that Danny Ainge sees the potential in Grant Williams, sees the potential in Romeo Lankford. And as much as they aren't, like, guarantees, like, you can see flashes, like, when Romeo went off against the Hawks or when Grant Williams, like does anything on the court because he's just so smart. I, I think he recognizes the window the Celtics have because Jason Tatum is still 18 years old, right? So we have a while to win a championship. But I, I think it's a tough position to put a GM in saying, I'm going to trade all of my young talent for a chance, like you said, to win a championship against a league filled with Giannis, LeBron, and Kawhi. Yeah,
3: and that's what's it's going to come down to. And, and listen, it's not that they, you know, like – Dude, I mean, I'll just ask you guys this: Would you ever trade? And I got, you know, I got a lot of heat for this. Um, I didn't think Jalen Brown deserved a contract. He's played; he's got a hell of a year. He's, he's he's played it. Yeah. Um. You know, if you're not going to acquire talent, you might as well pay play, pay the young guys, right? Well, Jason Tatum's not going to get that big money next year. Would you trade one of those young players to get some store some star? And what I mean by a star is, um. You know, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I'm just thinking of realistically of other guys that could become available. It's it's funny uh, you mentioned. Oh, good. Finish. Sorry. No, yeah. I mean, I'm only going to say it because ma- maybe Tatum is that next star. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. he is. Maybe he is already. But if they don't have that next star, um, they're not going to go anywhere. And as long as Giannis is here, like like Miami will always be in the mix with Pat Riley. They always will be. Like that's why they beefed up because if the Celtics do get knocked out in the second round, he could hang around. They could be they could be playing the Bucks in the in the, in the last round. That's why they got Iguodala. That's why they have Jimmy Butler. Um, so you know the way I look at it is, can Tatum be that guy? I think Brown has all the potential to be number two. I do, but who's three and is it, is it Kemba? And then where does Hayward fit in the mix? They have the guys in place to be good enough to have a one through four and pass the ball around, right. but. Are, you know, it's just, can they beat these stars? And I just don't think they can. It's funny you
2: mentioned Carl Towns. Um, I've said to Jack before, out of, like, all the guys in the starting lineup, the one I'd be, like, most open to trading is Kemba because I think they have a sufficient backup in Smart. You know, I think Smart could be a decent starting point guard. Not, like, a scoring guard, of course, but he's he's very uh, solid playmaker, I think. So like the
3: money yeah and, just, yeah, and just to your to your point too, like we already discussed this, but they can find that point guard, right?
0: Mm-hmm, like exactly. they can
3: find that guy to put a point guard. It, listen, Kemba was a great addition. He's going to be here for what three years? They'll make a run with him this year. They'll probably make another run with him next year, and then he'll be on that expiring deal, like Hayward will be next year. So, you know, from what I gathered, Hayward and and uh, and Kemba always wanted to play together. Um, they could have played together years ago, uh, in in New Orleans or the wherever they were Hornets uh, at the time. So like they, got, I guess that's what they wanted to do. But as long as Tatum and Brown are here, and Brad Stevens is here, and now I guess Smart, um, you know, they can build around those guys and bring and sell off those big pieces. Like Kemba Walker's deal for twenty nine million dollars a year. Think about the amount of talent you can bring in with that. You know, exactly. and, then, and the same. Same thing with Gordon Hayward. So at some point, Boston will be a destination. It's just, it's not going to be this year.
1: Yeah. And that goes along, I think, well with what I said, like you have this big window and as good as they are right now, like Hayward, as much as the slander he gets on Twitter, he's a solid player right now for us, efficient player. Kemba's a great point guard, but do they really match the window that we have with, I think actually 22 year old Jason Tatum and 23 year old Jalen Brown? Like, those are really young guys, so I think Tim made it tough to trade for towns, not that they have Delo. I think they're getting a build yeah, around them, so I think it'd be too. it'd be tough to grab towns now, but trading for another young guy when Kemba and Hayward's contracts are expiring, like I feel like Dange, uh, Dange, Danny Ainge really needs to look into that as a smart, just business move in general,
3: yep. And, again, you know, you guys mentioned Lankford and mm-hmm. all these other. I think, so, I actually i am a big Lankford guy. Uh, yeah, me too. I think they made the right move selecting him because he, he's so young. He's got so much potential. He was a great scorer at Indiana. He was injured last year. But those are the guys. Like, next year's draft, I watched a ton of college hoops, guys. Like, there's not a star. Unless they can get Weissman,
0: yeah. which
3: is not going to happen, uh, there's no, no pure star in this year's draft. There will be a couple next year coming out of high school. Um, no, but Anthony like that's Edwards? the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think th- so? but the problem is that okay. they, you know, is that Memphis pick going to be yeah. worth anything? And, you know, I wouldn't give up on Carson Edwards yet either. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a guy that can shoot. I-, I don't know if he can develop into a point guard. Uh, I think Tremont Waters is actually a nice little decent player. Yeah. But we these we, are guys we that like friend. him too. We talk about uh, these are guys Tremont. that are filler pieces. You're going to have four or five guys on the team who make 20 million plus. And then the Shemmy Ogilvy, the Tremont Waters, the Carson Edwards, those are the guys you need to fill out your roster with that can contribute. As of right now, Gordon Hayward is probably the biggest disappointment, and it's probably because of the injury, et cetera. But he's the biggest disappointment. And, and, you know, when Jason Tatum becomes a star and Brown becomes a star and Kemba becomes an all-star, where is he on that list? He's fourth? That's unacceptable. Yeah, I,
1: I it sucks cuz I like Gordon Hayward. I liked it when we signed him and watching that injury live was one of the most painful moments I've had as a Celtics fan in a long time. And so like <laughs> just to see him go down like that and everyone like calls him a bust now, like I agree. He's he's it's he doesn't fit the team well, like his play style does, don't get me wrong. It's just like the contract and the fact that our third or fourth option, yeah like you said getting paid 30 plus million dollars it's just it's it's not what a team needs when you're looking to win a championship like we could split that money up and get better depth and then just give his shots to Tatum and Brown and i'm not saying he's taking away shots from those guys because they're both having good seasons but it, it, like you said the money doesn't work well with the team it it just sucks because you never wish that injury on anybody you never wish that on your worst enemy and so it's not really well, his uh... fault but it's just
3: not even that. It's just that if you had a chance to move him, I would have moved yeah, him by
1: now. I'd agree. You know, but they, I guess they, I guess they don't want to, or they can't. Or they couldn't. Yeah. Maybe no one wants to take him.
2: I think he's you like, know, he's doing the best he can with the role. Like we, like we were just talking about, like he's fourth in the like really offensive option. I think he does a decent job at facilitating. And obviously, like that's not what you paid him all that money for. But
3: yeah, I, I actually like him when he's that facilitator. He he's the best, a lot. Uh, you know um so hopefully some other team sees value in that next year.
1: And he's having a son, so maybe we can uh, draft his son in I don't know 18 years be on the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe
3: Brad maybe Brad will still be here cuz
1: everyone loves him so much. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the next Greg Popovich right there.
2: One one thing um I was pumped about yesterday is semi and obviously it's one game, mm-hmm. but one thing the Celtics have been desperately needing is bench scoring. If he can perform half as well as he did yesterday, yeah. just aggression, like he was taking not just threes yesterday, he's taking the ball inside a bit. He had a couple of nice uh, dishes off a drive. If he can play a little bit more uh, like that offensively uh, more often, I feel like he can be that eighth man we talk about all the time, Jack, trying yeah. to figure out, like, who's going to be in the rotation in the playoffs because he's, <laughs> he's a beast defensively. He's massive. And he's like someone they bring in to play LeBron, Giannis, big guys like that. So, if he can bring it on the offensive end, I think that's huge for the Celtics. And he
3: he makes no money. So, you know, if you guys know the story of him, started at Duke, went to SMU, you know, literally played every every game there. And, uh, you know, I I, I think he's a good player, but he is what he is, you know. And uh, he's going to be a Giannis defender, and that's about it.
1: I just – he was feeling himself yesterday. You see him, like, dancing on the court? Like, you could tell his confidence was so far up, like, before the, uh, the nut shot, but even after it. Like, he just looked like he finally got an opportunity to show off his hard work. I think this was a quote that I saw from him. I finally got an opportunity to show off all the hard work I've been putting in, and it paid off. And, like, he was just so happy. And it was so nice to see a bench player finally put up more than two points on over for 2 shooting or... Something like that. So, I, like Sam said, if you can perform half as well as he did, then it, that's just an so valuable playoff piece, or just playoff, or just piece down the stretch.
3: I'm happy for him. It's just uh, it was nice to see him hit a couple of outside shots. It's just the only time we'll see him in the playoffs is when he's covering young. Yeah. No, yeah. Unfortunately.
1: A... So that that begs the question. So. You assume that our starting five in the playoffs, let's hope the hospital Celtics come to an end, and we have Kemba, Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and Tice, and then we play smart, and probably Cantor gets some minutes in the right matchup. So, like Sam mentioned, we always talk about the eighth man. Who is your eighth man? Does it purely depend on matchup, or do you think there's a definitive, like, eighth best
3: guy on the team, let me put it? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, how it works but really I mean just off my head off the top of my head you got your, you got your five smart comes off the bench mm-hmm. uh wanna makers your point guard you need canter as your big so he's probably your eighth guy yeah okay um and then what langford probably okay you put langford there over over semi uh, it's tough I, I mean i think one will play defense so it's really nine because you know okay, Langford's yeah. in there for offense, mm-hmm. and somebody's in there for defense. Lankford's, but hey, yeah. you know maybe maybe he bumped maybe he bumped Langford last night. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: who
2: knows? How do you feel about Robert Williams, Joe? Because I, I think he's been really solid since he's come back. It's only I'm two a games.
3: Big. So I'm a big Robert Williams fan mm-hmm. uh, in general. Uh, I've always liked him at Texas a um I think he got a little heavy and a little lazy, and that's why he fell in the draft, and he fell right to the Celtics. It's a good fit. I know everyone wants to compare him to Clint Capella. You probably hear that all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but for what they do, if he can run the court and just, you know, alley-oop it and, you know, be be a presence, a rim protector around the bat, that's probably need him for. Uh, they picked up his option last year. He's dealing with a hip injury. So I actually didn't like that Brad put him into the game the other night where he did. You know what I mean? What, force it? Because at times, if you saw, they pulled, they did the pick and roll. He came out too far. They went right by him and got an easy layup. Mm-hmm. So – I I like him as a player. I mean, I think we all like him as a player, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that he's a big that can do a bunch of things. He's excited. He, he can shoot that shot inside the, the foul line too. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's not a three point shooter by any means, but <sighs> um, but but overall, though like he's a he, for where they drafted him and what they pay him and they picked up his option, he's a good fit and they're going to use him at times against bigs like him and those Lopez brothers. He's going to have to play. Um, you know, even against Embiid, he's going to have to play. So, I, I like the fact that he can run up and down the court and can dunk the ball when they need it, and that's all they need from him. But did the hip injury set him back? Absolutely. And now they're going to have to get him ready to go. And I still wonder if someone's out there. Is there someone else out there on the market that they can go and get? I I, I don't know. Like, would Evan Turner help? The, I don't know if they would do that. Like, I, they they for some reason, they value Javante Green over – Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. They they value him over, and I'm just wondering who else could become available. Um, I've seen you know, guys like a, of,
1: I've seen guys like Emon Shumpert out there, three and D kind of like if you want to give him a chance. But
3: yeah, I mean he's a guy that can can at least fill a role. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, Turner was here, so you know he can score. That's what they're going to need. They only need a guy that can go out there and score when they need scoring.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's why I bring up Evan Turner, but. I don't know they they like Javante Green so I don't know what to tell you
2: do you like Isaiah Thomas coming back because I know a lot of people are mixed on it I'm just curious what you think I I so, I kind of like it but I can understand why so,
3: not I'm friendly with Brian Rob who writes for the Boston Sports Journal he uh he worked to sell this game the other night mm-hmm. from from what we gather they they don't want to mix up the chemistry and he might be toast defensively yeah. um does that help them at all no it really it really doesn't so do i think you he could help yes i do um but i don't know i mean who do you want with the ball late in the game do you want Kemper or tatum i want those guys having the basketball yeah. yeah i don't want there being another guy who thinks he can have the ball of course you can do it but it's like at, at this point this is this is turning into tatums team
2: yeah, I think that's a really good thing. I I heard a lot of takes early on in the year that if it be if Tatum became the best player on this team, then they were a legitimate threat, and I think people are starting to see that now. Like, obviously, there is a gap between them and Milwaukee, right? But like, they are more legit than we thought they were going to be.
1: I guess. I think I see all these people say. The Celtics are the best chance to dethrone the Bucks. Dethrone the Bucks whatever. The Raptors can do this and dethrone the Bucks. If I'm going to be a real like just NBA fan, put aside my Celtics homerism as I say said before. Giannis is so good, man. I genuinely don't know or think that anybody has above a 10% chance of dethroning him. And the team around him is just so perfectly built, too. Chris Middleton is the most efficient shooter in the NBA, especially when he faces the Celtics. He turns into Reggie Miller or something. And you got Eric Budzo, who's a solid defensive point guard, who's a better scorer. And maybe, I mean, on par defensively with Marcus Smart, I'd say they were both on the first team. Then you got all of these bench guys, Dante DiVincenzo stepping up for him, Brooke Lopez can hit it from like thirty feet out. It's just George Hill. George Hill, the lead league and league wow, league leader in three point percentage. It's just they're a perfectly built NBA franchise. And the best part about it is, or the worst part for us, is they built it like almost all through the draft like the Bledsoe trade yes the Lopez they signed him didn't they yeah they signed him yeah. yeah so it's just like they did it all naturally which is like I respect so much and you didn't just go out and complain your way to get Anthony Davis or like scam your way into getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard I don't know if I would say it's scam but like they, there was a little bit of a collusion there between the two but it's just the Bucks are just so good, man. They're one of the best NBA teams I've seen in a long time, and that's with the Warriors a couple of years ago, who just dominated. So, it's gonna be. I don't know.
3: I I disagree, guys. Really? I, don't know. I mean, like... Yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, what, you, I mean, what are your thoughts then? What are your thoughts? I'm curious.
3: I, mean, I don't know who who's really gonna compete with them in the East. Yeah. Like, there's no there's nobody in the like there's nobody in the East, but like. Oh, I mean, I think the Lakers can beat them. I think the Clippers can beat them.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I was more talking these, but I know what you are saying. Yeah, oh, I am really
3: okay, high yeah, on the okay, Clippers. Yeah, yeah I am talking about these. Yeah, my whole th- my whole thing is this: is like they're going to go to they're going to play a Western team, and they're going to make him shoot, and he can't. Yeah, you know, like like Kawhi Leonard will probably defend him, or Montrez, somebody will, right? Somebody's going to defend him, and they're going to try to make him shoot, and
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know. I, I could be wrong, right? Toronto last year beat them easily. So I, I, I could be wrong. So maybe, maybe this is the year. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I like, I, I think about Giannis and I think about how he got, he scored like zero points in the All-Star game before, in that final quarter or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like every ball went into beat, and, and even Kemba Walker was scoring and missing yeah. layups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Giannis couldn't even get the basketball. And it was Team yacht What was the name of the team? Team Yach. Yeah, Team Yach. Yeah. I'm a little. I'm a little bit of a hater guy. I, I think he's outstanding. I, and again, I, I, I think he's great for the game. He's, you know, um, but it's Milwaukee and Milwaukee sucks. No.
1: So, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was talking. Uh, I think I was talking more in the East. Personally, I, I feel like this is a. No, you know what? I'm not going to say that. But in in the New England region, I would say this is a less. I don't know the word for it. Like, not a lot of people think this, but I think LeBron in the playoffs is going to come alive again, and I think the Lakers are going to win it all. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, Yeah. All right, we're back, guys. Sorry, I had a little bit of technical difficulties there. We were talking about how uh, I think, and I think you were about to jump on uh, and agree with me here, if I, uh, I'm correct, that LeBron and Anthony Davis is just going to steamroll through the playoffs or, or at least win it.
3: What are your thoughts on that? I like the the Clippers, guys. Oh, really? I'm a big Clippers guy. So so think about the Clippers, right? Uh They did a sign-in trade for Chris Paul. And they got Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, and I'm trying to think of who else they got. Pat Beverly. Um, Pat Beverly. Boom, there you go. So, like, if you think about that, they developed that trade. They traded Blake Griffin, guys. Like, their whole entire turnaround They've been competitive. Like they had to let Gallinari for a little bit. Now you look at their team, and it's like holy, shit, holy crap! Like you know, like they look yeah. at them, like they're they're loaded, dude. They're like, they're hey, come on, yeah. And like you watch the, see, I go these NBA guys, dude. What happens All Star Weekend? Like, what is it about All Star Weekend that everybody wants to go and be there and play? It's like, I it, and who is the who is the All Star MVP this year? Cole Kawhi. <laughs> it was Kawhi. It was Kawhi, the quiet, the quietest guy on the court. Right? Yeah. they're down nine points, dudes jacking up threes right. all that All I'm saying is, when it comes to being the best player on the court, it's him. And LeBron's still great. Yeah. It, LeBron and Anthony Davis is probably still a better combo than Lou Williams and Kawhi. Kawhi and are like Kawhi and whoever. But you got that coaching and doc, and you got those they're pit bulls, man. Right. Pat, be- Pat, yeah. Pat, but, but Rondo's a wash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's just, it's a wash. And then, you know, who's going to be the better shooter on that team? Like really, when it comes down to it guys, that Western conference is going to be everything that, that matchup is going to be what we're all going to watch. The only thing is can Houston somehow continue to develop the way that they have, they're playing small ball. Like, like, Tucker is not going to be able to stop Anthony Davis. It's just not going to happen. And then Javale McGee off the bench, (laughs) and then Dwight Howard is a third like option. I know he sucks, but like he still he still you know can play. So you know that's the problem with them is they don't have that big man that can come in there and help. But can they find us? Can they sneak through somehow? Like that. That's the only other team, and they got those two stars. So you know I think the Western Conference is going to be really fun to watch. um, You know when it's all said and done. The Celtics are going to be the one team to watch as far as, like, fun, what could happen, what can they do. But if right. they get the Sixers in the first round, they could lose in the first round. And then we'd look at this team and be like, what's the difference between last year's team with Kyrie and this year's team? Like, really on paper, what changed? The only thing right. that really changed uh-huh. is you subtracted Kyrie and Orford, You got, you know, and then I guess you watch the development of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Is it worth that in the long run? I think it is. But realistically, you're only going to get better if you can somehow move on from Hayward the next year. It's the only way the team will get better because of the salary.
1: I'd, uh, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, it, it's tough to see. Uh, I don't know. It's just like the stagnant state and injuries keep hurting us. But like you said, moving on from Hayward and maybe even Kemba a little ways down the line is the best way to improve with our young core into the future. Yeah. Yep. Joe,
2: let me ask you this. The Celtics have two more regular season games against the Bucs and one more against the Raptors. Do you think if they play well in those games, it might change your opinion on – or how you feel about them in the playoffs?
3: No, the regular season really means nothing in the <laughs> long run. But, I mean, let, let's face it, right? Earlier yeah. this year, I, 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 I was uh, I was at the station. I was recording our podcast, and I saw that the Celtics were getting destroyed by the Bucs. And right. I was sitting there, like, just laughing. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I get in my car and the Celtics had like this dramatic comeback and won the game big, right? So can that happen? Yeah. And last year, remember when the Celtics beat the Bucks on opening night and Al Horford was this, you know, Giannis stopper right. and all that? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. happened? They got blown up. So right. like, it's they're just. You mentioned you went through all the guys in that team. There's just too many of them to stop. Yeah. Over a seven seven game series, you know what I mean? And that's why I look at Philadelphia. I still think if they're right. The Celtics aren't going to be able to throw bigs at Embiid constantly. They just don't have the bigs. So like, yeah, could Tatum, could be, could Kemba be better than Simmons? Yes. Could Tatum be better than whatever else they have. Could Al Horford be a, be a big problem for Tatum defensively? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think it's imperative they get that number two seed. Me too. You got to avoid, sure. you got to avoid Milwaukee and at all costs. That's, and if you can yeah. somehow get our who who's the seventh seed? If you can get one of those seeds, yeah. Late down there, those you know, I think that's what's best for the Celtics. It's really so yeah, I answer your question. If they can beat those teams and somehow get into a second seed, I'm all for it and I'll be a different believer.
2: You think I mean obviously I think home court's important too, but like if there are two or three, they still avoid Milwaukee, regardless, unless they change the playoff
3: format. Yeah. Well, no, isn't it, isn't the format where they will Yeah, yeah, I. Because it. so it'll be I one, it'll be two versus three, one versus four or five. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I still think two is the way to go, though. Me yeah, too, for nice. sure. I'm not arguing I, that. I, I'm just. Yeah, I still think, don't think two is the way to go. But we'll yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it happens. That's the only thing that will really change my mind. Is, I think they're better than Toronto, don't you? Yeah, like, I know they played on yeah. Christmas when they were out in Siakam, but like, still, I just think they're better than Toronto. I do too,
2: for real. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm not sold on Toronto or really Miami. Toronto more than Miami because those guys did win a championship. Obviously, they had Kawhi, but mm-hmm. they have the experience.
3: Well, if there's one thing, ask Marcus Smart. Jimmy Butler gets calls when it matters. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. he going back years.
2: Yeah, when they were in, Chicago, in Chicago, Chicago and he like, touched him with his finger. Yep. And yeah. he got two free throws to win the game. I remember that
1: ridiculous, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Joe, you mentioned you had to get going quick soon.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I'm uh, like I said, I'm, I'll be on 985 The Sports up this weekend. We do a uh, over under 985 podcast with Dan Lipchett, Uh and we actually have some win totals for okay. the NBA that, that will be giving out this weekend. Yeah, I'm awesome.
1: gonna uh, I'm gonna tweet this podcast out after uh, probably tomorrow morning. So I'm gonna do it. I'll link all of Joe's stuff in that tweet, so you can make sure to go check out everything he does. Uh, 98.5, great. Great takes, great. uh, You focus on betting a lot too, right? You do a lot of stuff over-under like you mentioned. Oh, that's right, man. Oh, yeah. That's right. So you ever want to make some money, go listen to Joe right here. Uh, (laughs) And don't lose it all like I did last week. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for listening to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA. Uh, Sam and Jack with (laughs) guest Joe Murray on today. Uh, Thanks for listening. Peace.